Johnny Rowland's Driving School, teaching your team the most important lesson of all, how to use our exclusive collision avoidance strategies to stay out of wrecks and keep them from getting hurt. Five locations on the Kansas side and now open on Lakewood Boulevard on the Missouri side too. To learn more, visit johnnysdrivingschool.com. That's johnnysdrivingschool.com. All right, let's keep our talk on small school football and bring our own Cole Young. And Cole, let's we'll start right there. Um, you know, we got we got two games this week to talk about. Uh, um, and North Platte really is the story aren't they um where they were two years ago uh what they've done um the 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 reclassification they have been as much of benefit of that that being said they only lost one game and that's the east buck i mean they they proved it on the field they've handled their business in the postseason yeah like here's the thing we can all have our opinions about how what they've done to class one at the end of the day there were really three good teams in class one north platte and marionville being two of them portageville being the other which that was just the way districts worked out that yeah they're they're playing in the state championship and if you look back at what north platte has done they've beat everybody in front of them that they've had to beat i mean their one hiccup coming at a nine point loss to a east buck team that was a class two quarter finalist you know and you know they're the the opponents if you look at the opponents north platte has played a a much more difficult schedule, I think, than Marionville has down the stretch. Not down the stretch, throughout the entire season. Um, the KCI is nothing to joke about as, you know, small t- small class football. I think we talked about that a couple weeks ago, you know, not on the radio show, but every team in the KCI, really, if you start with when North Platte won in 98, every single team has had a run in that conference where they've been either have won state or have competed for a state title in the last 25 years, which is unheard of. Yeah, no doubt. And, and oh, that league, oh, sorry, Cole. Go ahead. Go ahead. Cole, let me ask you a question. What do you think is the strength of Marionville, even though their schedule may have not been as difficult? What yeah. do you like about that football team? You've talked about them a couple of times during the season. Right. So I got to see Marionville play last year in the quarterfinals. Um, and as I kind of went away, I was looking at the roster and I was like, oh, they're going to be back because <laughs> their entire line is big and they're all back from last year so i like their defense more than anything else. they're average they're allowing 4.8 points a game they won that game against portageville they held portageville inside the 10 four plays in a row to win the game so defensively they're i mean defense wins championships right and that's where this is a team that plays excellent defense and can score a little bit their skill position players are actually pretty young this year they replaced kind of their do everything quarterback uh, I think his name was Will Harris maybe last year. Um, so their skill position players are actually all sophomores, but up front is a lot of really big, you know, guys like Garrett Grimm and, you know, some big guys up front for Marionville that it's kind of their their calling card, I think. So it'll be it'll be interesting, right, to see that North Platte offense that scored a lot of points going up against this defense that's really hasn't been shaken most of the year. Well, you, you harken back to that East Buchanan game. That's one thing East Buchanan has is some size up front. So they'll have to kind of think about how, how they, you know, fared in that game and, and how they were able to adjust. And um, yeah. so, no, I, I think it's a fantastic story. Um, and, and, you know, if you're listening to this on the radio on Friday, the game is probably already done or is getting done. But uh, if you're listening to it on Preps KC podcast, uh, it'll, it'll definitely be a little preview for you. Uh, class three. We'll talk about that real quick. Uh, St. Pius went down to Seneca and, um, when Seneca's good, they're really good. Um, and I think that uh, St. Pius had a really good year. It's a young team. Don't don't cry for Pius. They'll be pretty good again next year. Um, but Seneca showed why they've been ranked two or three most of the season. Uh, they really uh, 
kind of handled them early um, before St. Pius kind of got it going late. But uh, great season for St. Pius. Yeah, St. Pius played great. I mean, let's be honest, though. Seneca is a bona fide contender. And that's unfortunately kind of what we thought might happen down there is, you know, St. Pius had played well. And then, you know, Seneca was just a different animal. You know, they got they, they play in that big the big eight conference down there, which is as good of a, you know, class two, class three, class four conferences you're going to find in Missouri, you know, and they have the players of the year in that conference. So, <laughs> um, yeah, they're they now they go into a matchup, obviously, right, where it's going to be they've got their hands full with with Park Hills Central, who all they did was beat Blair Oaks last weekend. Yeah. Uh, but yeah it's park hill central who uh for a long time would just bang their head up against john burroughs uh and uh their their ad was the one who's uh 10 years ago pushing for a separate private school <laughs> because they couldn't get out and so now this year they're there on to class four carney dominant yeah you know Carney's mixing in trick plays at the end of a end of a half of the hook and ladder <laughs> you know they are carney is kind of the they're like one of these teams where you just watch them and you're like, they're just consistently boringly good. Right. I mean, they're not flashy. They're just big and strong and effective. Right. And, you know, I think back about the way their defense played against Grandview. There was one drive where Grandview, I feel like Grandview had like 17 plays in the drive and Carney's just there, there, there. And I think they ended up stopping them on like the two or something ridiculous like that. Now they turn the ball over the next play. But it was just like, yeah, we're just going to grind you down, right? We've got enough guys. We're going to go out there and grind you down. Now, again, they're playing against a really good Hillsborough team that all they did last week was take care of, you know, take care of Lutheran North, who I think a lot of people were really, really high on. So that's going to be – it's going to be a great – there's a lot of really good games this weekend. I think the Carney game plan is probably relatively simple every week. Just go out and hit him in the mouth as many times as you can. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. They're gonna they're gonna out physical teams, you know, and that's what's really led them to being successful historically, right? You think about that game when they kind of set the tone against Webb. They finally go over to that Webb City hump. They knocked literally knocked the kid's mouthpiece out, if I remember right. Yeah, and it was like, oh, you know, and Webb City was kind of back on their heels. But it, that's what they're doing to teams. They just hit them hard and then, you know, stun them. And this this team too, they, they two platoon a ton. Yeah. So that's where they're just not only are they beating teams, but in the second half, teams are just worn out. Yeah. Just worn out. And that's that's the difference for them. And um, no, it's it's impressive. And it it, it goes back to, and I've said this, I don't know, 15 times. Platte County beat Kearney in week one, and then Kearney beats Fort Osage, and then they lose to Smithville in week three, and they're one and two. And had Bill Lutz on. And he said, don't feel bad for Carney. <laughs> He's like, they're going to be fine. <laughs> He's like, don't cry for them. He goes, they get the quarterback healthy and get some stuff. He goes, because they beat them and they threw, they had like four turnovers in that game and it was a one score game and Carney had the ball at the end. So, so Oots saw that team early on and was like, yeah, no, they'll be fine. And they're, they're playing like a team that's healthy and focused and, you know, when you when you throw a hook and ladder at the end of the half to go up 35-7, you're you're rocking and roll. Well, it's kind of like we talked about with Lamar a little bit. It's like they just can keep plugging in six foot two, 215-pound kids, just churning them out, you know, and that's it's tough to do. And it's tough to stop when you have that many guys who are that consistently good. Yeah. 
No doubt. Well, it's going to be another great weekend of football. We'll chat with you again next week as we get ready to wrap up the season. Cole, have a good one. Thanks, guys.